Welcome to the Road Sermon Podcast, where today Pastor Matthew offers practical insights on becoming the warrior parent God desires for your child. He addresses the challenges of modern parenting and emphasizes the importance of being rooted in Christ and setting godly goals. Gain valuable insight and inspiration to become the parent your children need. Let this message be the catalyst to change the way you approach your role as a parent. Enjoy the challenge. Well, hello, church family. Oh, it is so good to be in the house. Thank you for choosing to come and worship with us today. We are in week three of our parenting series entitled Arrows. You know, I guess growing up as a pastor's kid, I've heard my entire life Psalm 127.4, which is what our, our series is, is based off of, but I never really understood what it meant, I guess, as a parent. It didn't really always just kind of connect together for me, and, and it's been really great since we've been in this series as our pastor has led us into it, as he's challenged me in looking to God's Word to work to practically apply it to our life and my family, just how mind-blowingly good, really, I think this scripture is and what it means for us as parents and families to remind some, inform others. Again, our series is based off Psalm 127, verse 4, and this is what the scripture says, like arrows in the hands of a warrior. Think about, listen again, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Uh, last week, we talked about the different parts of the arrow, and some of you know we walked through each part as it relates to the, the arrowhead, right, the shaft, the fletching, which is the feathers and the knock, and we talked about each one of these and what it looks like and, and what we are working to develop our children to become and to be. This week, we're really kind of changing a little bit, and we're talking about more about us as parents. If we are going to be the warrior that God created us to be, then we need to understand the steps it takes to be the archer warrior that God has written to us about in his word in Psalm 127 verse 4. You guys with me? Like arrows in the hands of a warrior. That's what parents are, okay? If you're an adult, that's what you are. If you're a kid, let me go ahead and tell you now, you are a warrior. You are in a fight, right? And, and as a warrior in a fight, we need to understand some things of what it looks like to actually be that warrior. Um, as a parent, I have learned and I'm realizing that uh, I guess raising children can be particularly challenging these days. Uh, there are, it's, I feel like, dozens of books and articles offering competing answers to nearly every parenting question you might have from how to get your baby to sleep, right? How to get your siblings, I've got my son over here, how to get your siblings to actually like each other and to, to not bicker and, and argue all the time. How, how, how much screen time is too much? Maybe even is, should I let my tween go and be a part of this sleepover? Every parenting decision you make, even the mundane ones, if you're like me, can feel consequential. It's no wonder that parents these days, and if I'm just speaking of myself, feel tired, stressed, and unsure of whether they're doing a good job. 
I saw this as I was reading through the a Pew Research Center survey. This is what some statistics that it gave us about being a parent today. I thought it was really interesting. I wanted to share it with you. 47% of mothers and 34% of fathers said they felt that parenting was tiring. Listen to this, all of the time. All the time. Almost 50%. All the time. I thought this was interesting. This is, relates to stressful. One third of mothers, one quarter of all fathers felt it was stressful, listen to me, all the time. Not in moments, not in seasons, not every once in a while, all the time. So as a parent, and I want you to think about this for just a second, how do you know which of your choices matter most and where should we focus our limited parenting energy, because if we're real, we only have so much energy to give when we get home. You hear what I'm saying? So how do we know where to focus that energy? And and most important, how can we develop a loving, supportive relationship with our children that will stand the test of time and lead to a happy, healthy family, but not just a happy, healthy family, a God-honoring child? Because that's what, as parents, we all want, desire, and need. Okay, we're going to talk about all that today. This is the title of today's message. How to be the warrior parent God desires for me to be. Now, here's why I titled it, How to Be the Warrior Parent. Because when I think about parenting, I'm just going to be completely blunt with you. What naturally comes to my mind is not the word warrior. But I I want to be the best parent I can be. And so I need to align my thinking up with God's word. So how can we be, how can you be the warrior parent? Whether you know you're a warrior or not, if you're a parent, you need to be a warrior. If you're not a warrior already, how can we be that warrior parent? God desires me to be. Here's the truth of today's message. Uh, If I can't get me right, I won't release my kids right. If I can't get me right, I won't release my kids right. Uh, Let me ask you a question. You can raise your hand. How many of you have kids? I know not everybody does. How many of you have kids? Okay, great. Now, how many of you that raised your hand, um, how many of you, I hope that most of you will raise your hands again. Let me just preface it with this. How many of you would die for your child? Okay, great. Um, but can I, let me just say this. Um, our kids don't need dead parents. They need healthy ones. So, so, so how about this? Dying might be the easy way out. You hear what I'm saying? But, the, but as parents, uh, can we do the hard work of, of getting healthy? Because getting healthy can be really hard. And parenting is really hard. <laughs> let me pray for us. And we're going to talk about how to be healthy how to be the warrior that God called us to be. Lord Jesus, we love you. And uh, God, I just thank you for your grace and your mercy. Um, I thank you for this church. God, you have just overwhelmed me and my family with a place to call home and, and a place to work to get better. And God, I thank you that, that not only is that true for me and my family, but Lord, that's true for all of the families that come here. Lord, um, you, you haven't called us We don't have to worry about being perfect, Lord. We can just work on getting better. And God, I pray that today as we leave, that we wouldn't maybe beat ourselves up even about the past, but we would be thankful for your teaching, your truth that will help us leave today a little bit better, not only as warriors, but as parents uh, that you called us to be. 
Uh, Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Uh, Let me start us off by asking a question. What are your parenting goals? What are your parenting goals? Um, If you don't like that question, here's another one, okay? What is your goal for each relationship that you have with your child? Okay, if you have multiple children, what is your, what's your goal? What are you working towards? And let me say this, something I'm learning about life and leadership, we will never accomplish an unnamed goal. Okay, so, so when I'm saying to you, what's your goal? I want you to think about a godly goal that you can write down for every one of your children. Now, we have to understand the difference between a goal and a desire, okay? Because if we're not careful, we'll get them all mixed up and confused. A godly goal is really all about godly purpose that's not dependent upon another. My goal, okay, Our godly goal for a child that we may be writing down is not dependent upon them because, how about this? That's called a desire. I desire them to do something and now it's dependent upon them. No, no, no. A goal is doesn't have anything to do with whether your kid does it or not. It's a goal that you're working towards. Here's what I know about goals, okay? If when we know our relationship goals with our children... When we know the goal, when we've written the goal down, our actions, our attitude, and our words will begin to be geared toward to accomplish that goal. I say this to guys all the time as it relates to our Bible reading plan. It's important that we journal in our notes. Why is it important that we journal? Why is it important that we write it down? Well, the more you write down, the more you remember. So write down this goal that you have for your children. And listen to me, I promise you, if you will write it down and even memorize it, everything you do, every time you're around that child, how about this? Every time you're around that relationship, your words, your actions, your thoughts, your desires, it will all be geared toward that goal because you know what you're working towards. Um. If anything, this series and this sermon is to help us understand how to, again, launch our children out into the world effectively and precisely. I'm going to go back to the goal really quickly. That's why this goal is so important. It's going to give you something to, how about this, to aim for so that you can work to effectively set your children up. A lady came to me after the last service and said, this has been great series just for me as a grandma, okay? Not only setting your kids up, but helping your children set their kids up and even helping your grandchildren be set up to effectively, efficiently, and precisely launch into the future. And so to, to set ourselves up, we need to understand The steps, again, of being a warrior. There's three that we're going to talk about today. Anchoring our stance, the draw of the bow, and the aiming of our arrow. Again, listen to me again. The anchoring of our stance, the draw of the bow, and the aiming of our arrow. These three simple we'll say practical steps of what it looks like to be a, an archer warrior so that you can effectively release your children into a predetermined, predestined future for their life, okay? Uh, now, um, I need, need to be honest with you. I'm a 
crossbow hunter, or, or to be real, I, I bought a crossbow this year that I hadn't used yet, okay? So I, I'm new to the whole archer thing, and, and so I've asked a friend of mine, Will Winters, if you'll come on up, bud. Uh, Will has been at our church for, for over 10 years, a long time. He said he can't remember when he wasn't here. Um, so his, his, we got to ask his wife, and that makes sense to us. Uh, so he's, he, he's been here for over uh, 10, he's been hunting for over 20 years. He's an incredible hunter. Uh, he's an even better dad and husband. And so I'm thankful. Thank you, Will, for coming up. He's going to show us as we're walking through these steps. And here's why I want him to be up here. First of all, because I don't fully know what I'm doing. I just know what I've researched and what professionals have told me to be true, which I'm believing. Okay. And so I'm giving you the information that I know is true, but because I don't know it as well as he, as a professional, he's going to practically show us what these steps look like as relates to being an archer warrior. And then we're going to talk about each of these steps spiritually, okay? So the first step that we need to understand in being the warrior, the archer warrior that God has called us to be is anchoring our step, anchoring our stance. To shoot an arrow effectively, we need to get our stance right. What, what's that? It's our footing. In, in archery, to be able to, to draw correctly and aim precisely, our stance needs to be right. Uh, think about this for just a second. Foot, p- foot position provides the foundation of proper shooting posture. You can, you can try a few variations, but all require the archer's feet to be roughly shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. I need you to hear me. Your, your footing is what provides your balance. And, and if you aren't balanced, then not only can you lose your footing, but it will be hard to maintain your steadiness as you work to release the string. And let me just say this to you. It's important that we understand our footing to get our balance because there's going to be a time, if it hasn't already, that your child, your grandchild, somebody is going to come talk to you, and you're going to try to act like you got it all together, but what they're going to say is going to rock you, and, and in your core, you are falling apart, but instead of falling apart, how can we stand strong? Listen to me. It's all about the foundation, our footing. Uh, after you get your feet right, you need to get your torso and your head right. Uh, inconsistencies in your torso's position and even your head position can have you to shoot inconsistently. And if you've got your footing right and your foundation right, then you can draw your your bow. But before we draw a bow, I want to make sure we're talking about this spiritually. How do you anchor out your stance spiritually so that you can create that firm foundation, have the right posture so that you can be the warrior God intended? Well, I love scripture so much. Jesus actually gives us an entire parable about what does it look like to have this sure foundation being sure-footed in him. He talks about it in, in reference to basically house building. He says it in Matthew 7, 24 through 26. And this is what he says. I love this. Again, it's, it's through the perspective of building a house, but it's all about having the right foundation. He says this, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house. Guess what though? It didn't fall. It didn't fall because it had its foundation on the rock, which is Jesus. It was sure-footed. Now, what happens for those that aren't? Well, listen to this, okay? Um, 
But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, it's like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Why? Because the footing was not correct. I mentioned last week and, uh, about being rooted in Christ, having the right foundation. And one of the things that we said, and I'm going to talk, again, I told you I was going to talk about it every single week, our salvation, identity, life, and authority is the four main roots that we need to have in Jesus to have that sure foundation. But, but, but more than just giving you these big theoretical concepts, I want to give you four practical, uh, we can say concepts of what does it look like to have a Sure, four steps to anchor your stance. Are you with me? Here, here's the first one. You need to be spiritually alive. To be spiritually alive is to be in union with God. The, the, the Bible and the New Testament talks about union with God, talks about being sure-footed as being, again, in Christ. Here, here's a quote for you as it relates to uh, being spiritually alive. Uh, you are biologically alive at conception, but you become spiritually alive when you make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. You need to be, to have your foundation grounded so that when the wind comes and all this, you're not fought, you, got, you need to be spiritually alive. Here, here's the second thing that you need. You need to know your significance. In other words, you need to realize you, you have a purpose and you have a mission. As you've made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, uh, he, he gives you a purpose for your life, and the Holy Spirit is given to you so that you can live out that purpose. And you're like, well, what is that purpose? Well, Corinthians tells us that once we've made Jesus our Lord and Savior, we're now ministers of reconciliation, ambassadors of Jesus Christ, working to reconcile others to the Lord. And, and you're like, well, how does, this, how does this make sense for parenting? Well, every single moment of every single day, listen to me, you are working to continue to draw and reconcile your child with the Lord. But not only are you working to reconcile your child with the Lord, listen, our life is working to consistently tweak and reconcile ourselves with the Lord. You don't need to search for significance when you know your significance. Listen to me, in Christ. Here, here's your third thing. You need to know you're safe. How do I have a sure foot? You need to be safe. You need to understand your safety. Uh, in Isaiah 54, 17, uh, this is what the scripture says. No weapon formed against us can prosper. Jesus said this in John chapter 10, verse 28. He said that, uh, that we're safe in his hands. Why is it important to understand our, our safety and that we're safe with God? Because listen, the safer you realize you are, the more bold and courageous you'll actually live. The safer you realize you are, the more bold and courageous you'll live. You need to know you belong. Yes, you're unique. Uh, you, you may even think, I'm weird. That's fine. I belong. Thank God I belong. You know, the, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 12 that although we are different, and you may be like, well, I'm unique. Yeah. But as we've made Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, listen to me, we're all members of that same body. And as different as you may be, God created you that way to serve a purpose in the kingdom. And listen to me very carefully because some of you may not realize this, and you belong. You belong. You belong. How do we make sure our, our, our feet is anchored? Well, again, 
You need to be spiritually alive. You need to know your significance. You need to realize that you're safe. And you need to know without a shadow of a doubt, as much as you may mess up, as weird as you may think you are, listen, you belong. But not only do you need to know that, your kids need to know that. The only way you can stand tall when the wind comes and life gets hard is for you to stand in Christ for your footing to be rooted in Jesus. But not only do we need to make sure that our footing is right, the second step in, in being an archer warrior is really the draw of the bow. A, a bow draw in archery is the method or technique of, of pulling back the bowstring to store energy so that when the arrow is released, it is released with force. I thought this was interesting. Let me make sure he's got a mechanical uh, release. Not only can you use a mechanical release, you can, the, there's these things called, I guess, the drawing fingers. It, it refers to these three fingers, and you can pull the bowstring back and when, you, and when you shoot it with these three or with the mechanical. But it's all about storing the energy up so that your child or the arrow can be released with purpose and power. But it's, it's important to know that when you're pulling back, you're actually pulling back, not with your arm, with your back. Okay, um, And so your shoulders need to be in proper place. And as you draw the bow, you want your elbow on your release arms to point straight away from the target with the forearm to be parallel to the ground. And now that you're in place with the bow drawn, listen to me, it's time to aim. But before we aim, I want to make sure that we understand spiritually what does it look like to draw the bow. And, and, and it's most basic idea, drawing the bow is setting your children up to be released well. Are you with me? It's setting your child up to be released well. Well, there's, I've got four super practical ways to make sure that you're getting your children ready to be released well into the, into the future, to, to their premeditated destination. Here's the first thing that you need to prioritize Jesus. How do I set my children up to be released well? You got to prioritize Jesus. If you don't make Jesus a priority in your life and for your family, then it should not surprise you when your children don't either. Prioritize Jesus. Here's number two. Pray with, over, and for your children. Pray with, over, and for your children. Our children should know that the first person we always go to for guidance and care is Jesus. And I wrote this down in my notes. I'll say it to you. I believe it to be true. I have to consistently tell myself this so I can keep my priorities in order. But I do believe with everything in me that if I can teach my child to go to Jesus in all things, then they will be less likely to go to sin. Teach your kids to go to Jesus. Model a healthy marriage. One of the things that Allison says to me when I'm blowing it, and just to be real, I, uh, I blow it a lot, okay? I'm a true, I'm a great definition of a work in progress. Um, and not too long ago, uh, we were, I was uh, not having my best moment. Let me say it that way. And I got, my voice got a little high, you know what I mean? I was uh, yelling, and in the moment of yelling, my wife yelled back at me, and I wrote it down. It was so good. Uh, and I'm going to share it to you. It's not bad, I promise. I won't share those things. But what I will share you is this, is that I was yelling, and she said to me, and it just resonated in my spirit, she said, uh, I am setting the tone. She goes this, you are setting the tone for how our kids understand their heavenly father. And 
And in that moment when, when I had let my anger supersede Her words settled my spirit. It reprioritized my motives and my mission in that moment. And and the tragedy that was unfolding, I'm just being real with you guys. The, The tragedy that was unfolding somehow got squashed because she spoke a godly truth into my life and, and I was able then to repent and get it corrected fast for my family. I've heard this. I know that you guys have heard this as well. Um, other than the love of God, the best gift a man can give his children is the love of their mother. And um, I love you, Allison. We have to love our spouse. I'm not saying we'll be perfect. But we have to keep choosing our spouse and loving our spouse. And I know it doesn't seem this way, but I just want to make this statement to you. If you will prioritize making your marriage healthy, somehow, miraculously, mysteriously, your your children will be healthy too. You need to live authentically. Don't confuse your children about what it means to be a Christian. Uh, I was talking with Pastor Rick maybe a week or two ago. I don't remember. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I was saying to him is, you know, I don't know if I know what my dad's shortcomings and weaknesses were. I mean, I know what I saw, but I don't know anything that he personally verbalized to me about what his hangups and habits and hurts were. And and can I just say to you, I, I really believe that as a man it hurt me because I didn't know what I could specifically work on to get better in my own life. I just knew that there were things that I didn't understand that would take place. And if I would have just have known what it is that we wrestle with as a family, I might have been able to handle some of me sooner. Live authentically. And I promise you, if you'll do those four things consistently, your children will be set up, listen to me, to be released well. Here's the last step that we're going to talk about uh, before. Next week, we're going to talk about uh, releasing the arrow. But today, again, we've talked about getting our stance right. We're talking about drawing the bow. And now we're talking about aiming the arrow. As you draw your bow, the anchor point is the last component of correct archer posture and position. Recurve shooters typically anchor the bowstring under the chin or in the corner of the mouth. Compound bow archers typically archer along or anchor along or behind the jawbone. As you look down the arrow at your target, breathing slowly. How long do you think you can hold that? How long do you want me to? <laughs> Man, the rest of the time. Got you. Uh, you find it, the right target, you aim and then you release. You're good, bro. Yeah. Thanks. I released. He released. Um, we're not going to talk about releasing today, but I do want to talk about before we leave uh, how to aim spiritually, okay? An arrow, please hear me, an arrow is useless unless it is pointed towards a target and is effectively transferred. You don't just walk around with a bow and arrow doing this, ding, 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 or whatever it goes. I don't know how it makes a sound. If it was a gun, I'd say pew, pew, pew. You know what I'm saying? But this is all, I don't know what it is. 
Okay? You don't just walk around and do this. Uh, you have to aim it. It makes no sense to just start randomly shooting. I wrote this. This is in your notes. I need you to hear me. An arrow was created to penetrate a premeditated destination. And just like that, listen, our, our arrow, look at, just like that, our, our children have been created on purpose to be aimed and shot into the future. And so here's my question for you. What are you aiming at? What are you aiming at? And as it relates to me, I told you I'm a work in progress. How do I expect my kid to hit a target I'm not aiming for? How do I expect that? How we live our life shows our kids the target. And I really need you to think through that. It's not just about what you say. It's not just about what you do. It's about how you live your life, what you've prioritized, what you say, your actions, your attitude. Everything about your life shows our children the target. Uh, in closing, I read an article a couple weeks ago. I, I thought it was really good. It's from uh, the American Psychological Association. It was about two different psychologists that were talking about parenting, specifically about the aim of parenting. And it just really resonated with me because it's all about uh, really the things that we say here. Listen to what Tim Cavell, PhD, says about the aim of parenting. The science of parenting would say to you very strongly, when you go to decide where to put your energies, put it on the relationship. That's where you double down. He goes on to say, and I offer that because I don't think assessing the quality of the relationship is often what parents typically go to early. Instead, they're looking for a quick answer to fix some problem as opposed to saying, how are we doing, my child and I? What can I do to make that relationship strong? Does it need to be repaired in some way? Am I struggling emotionally to be able, available and patient with my child? What do I need to do to be an emotionally healthy parent so I can have a better relationship with my child? So it's a different way of, to think about parenting, he says, not as a job where you look at an endless series of fixes, but it's about a relationship that you look to manage for years to come. And I love that because he began to talk to us about what we value so much already is that quality of life, it all comes back to relationships and, and this psychologist is saying, hey, we need to aim for valuing and working on the relationship that we have with our child. And I want to say to you, to keep it in line with, with who we are as a church and keep it in line with God's word, is we don't just work, we don't just aim at the relationship with our child. Listen to me, we aim at the relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father. And, and I have learned, I think you guys know this to be true as well, quality of life, it all comes back to the quality of relationships that we have with God and each other. And I can just say to you personally, this isn't always true, but when it happens to align where my relationship with God is good and my relationship with my kids are good, man, it's good at the house. Will you guys pray with me? Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your grace and your mercy. And uh, God, when we get us right, we can release our kids right. And Lord, you've shown us in your word today just some things that we can do, some things that we can tweak, some, some steps that we can take, God, to be the warrior that you've called us to be. And God, I pray right now by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would uh, just move in our life. You would show us, you would show, what do we need to work on now? 
Lord, thank you that you give us grace and mercy, that you're slow to anger so that we can tweak things as we go because, Lord, this isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a journey with you, and we're so happy to be on it with you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Church family, if you'll stand to your feet. Um, Pastor Rick and Pastor Vic and myself are here. Um, can I, let me just say this. I, I've, I've been here for over two years. Um, now, I, you have seen uh, some good moments of me probably. You might have seen some really ridiculous hard moments. Thank you for your grace in my life. Um, thank you for coming along and encouraging me in my parenting. And I just want to say this to you and your parenting. You're doing a good job. I, I know your kids. I've seen some of your kids. And I, I love watching your children come alive and learn and grow in the relationship with the Lord. Don't beat yourself up over the things that maybe you didn't do right in the past. But by, by the grace of God, take what you're learning, even in this series that our pastor has been so gracious to give us and help us take your next step in being the parent that God has called us to be. Maybe you need to focus on uh, your, st- your footing today. Maybe it's the draw. Maybe it's even the aim. Whatever you need to do, this is your time to respond. If you want to join our church, if you feel like today's the day you want to give your life to Jesus, don't let anything stop you from responding to the prompting of the Lord right now. Would you come as we sing? Hey, thanks for joining us at The Road. If you'd like more information about things going on at Choctaw Road Baptist Church, visit us at theroad.tv or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theroadcrbc. Have a great week.